Hi church. Let's get straight into the Word of God. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 32 this morning. Let's uh, read from verse 24 all the way to verse 30. Right, Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to verse 30. And it says this, Then Jacob was left alone. Everybody said alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for, this, uh, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Come on, let's pray together. Amen. Father, we ask that you will, Lord, bring your word into life, O God, Lord, in each and every one of us. Lord, we pray that let not men be, uh, Lord, be, be inspired by just merely the eloquence of, of, of the words of men. But Lord, we pray, O God, that today we will be inspired by the work of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we pray, be with us. Lord, we pray that, Lord, let every word that falls to, to the grounds of our hearts, O Father, will, will grow and, and will multiply, it will be 34, 64, or even 100 fold. So Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, lead us through your word. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Here, you can see that Jacob, he, he wrestled with a man. And of course, Bible scholars, they, they say that this is a theophany, all right, that it was a, 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 you know, a manifestation of Christ. Uh, in, in the Old Testament. And basically, Jacob here, the wrestler, he wrestled with God. And the thing is this, that in our lives, uh, a lot of times that uh, we, we always think that wrestling always involves with the circumstances or the issues that we face. But here we can see that the part where we wrestle with God is, is very important because every one of us, we will come to a time or even times that we need to wrestle with God in order for us to be able to have that, that clearer perspective of who we are in Him and what God is doing in our lives. You know, please don't ever think that when we wrestle with God that we end up, you know, being you know, people who doubt or people who have no faith. In fact, it's all those wrestlings, you know, matches with God that will help us to come to that place of, of a deeper relationship, a deeper experience of who He is in our lives. So a lot of times, you know, people have this mindset that, you know, the moment that they have this uh, certain wrestling, you know, uh, uh, in, 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 you know, with God in their lives, that, that you know, they feel that they, they are lacking faith or they have no faith. Actually, it doesn't mean that way. I think that we need to navigate through so that we'll be able to really know God for who He is for ourselves. We can't be dependent on just the external things to know God. You can't depend on the worship leader to tell you who God is. You can't depend on a pastor to, to tell you who God is. You need you to know God for yourself. Because this is your journey. This is your journey of faith and, and God needs to be real in your life. No matter how real those experiences that I have with God, it can never be, be, be duplicated and placed into your life and that's how you should you know, your experience should be. It should never be that way. Yeah. 
Because God is a personal God. Come on, turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God is a personal God. Amen, amen, hallelujah. And you know, here we can see that Jacob, he was not a stranger to wrestling matches. Yeah, he, he, in fact, in verse 28, he says this, God says this, that the angel said this, that you have wrestled with God and with men and have prevailed. So he has struggled. Jacob has struggled with God. He has struggled with men. You know, Jacob, if you see his life, you, you'll be surprised that he, he was a wrestler from the very beginning. At childbirth, remember that, you know, when, when Esau was coming out, Esau, uh, Jacob grabbed his heel and he was wrestling even at childbirth. And then he wrestled for his birthright blessing. That's why Jacob was known as the deceiver. And then after that, when he was on the run, he came to Laban's family. He had to wrestle 14 years for the love of his life. How many of you would want to wait 14 years for your wife? He wrestled. It was a tough wrestling match. And then after that, when, time, when, when came the time for him to, to leave, to part ways with Laban, he wrestled with his father-in-law for his livestock. So he was wrestling and wrestling and wrestling all this, all this while. And all these that, we have, you know, that I've mentioned just now, Jacob manipulated his way through. But not here on this very night when he was before he, this very night before he was to meet his brother Esau whom he cheated. This very night as we have read in Genesis chapter 32 he wrestled with God in, at this place. The night that he was to you know the night before he met Esau his brother and Esau was bringing 400 men with him. I don't think that those 400 men were ushers or welcoming party. Jacob, at this point, where he had manipulated all his way through in the past, finally he came to a wrestling match with God where all his manipulation could never work anymore in his flesh. So he came to a place, that encounter with God, this moment, this wrestling match changed his destiny forever. His wrestling matches shows us, or whether in his past or, or even at that very time when, when he wrestled with God, it shows that even a promise from God is not without pain or problems. So a lot of times we think that just as long as we have God's promise in our lives, there'll be no pain, there'll be no problem. I tell you what, if God give, has given you a promise, be ready for the pain and the problems. It also shows that perseverance is navigating through those pains and those problems and eventually it will lead to our purpose. A promise will lead us to purpose if we don't give up wrestling through in this life. Friends, it's not going to be easy but I can honestly tell you this, all these wrestling matches in our lives are roadmaps to God's promises for us. Notice in, here in verse 24, as I said, as we read just now, that Jacob was all alone. 
Remember, he was, you know, about to meet Esau the next day. He placed his family on the other side of the brook. And he was all alone here because he's fearful for, for his family's life. He, uh, you know, in his mind that, you know, Esau is coming to, for payback. So he, he, he thought this true. If, if, you know, Esau was, was going to attack him, that the family would see and they would start running. So it was more of a security measure for him. So he was there all alone that very night. Friends, I want to tell you this. Wrestling doesn't happen in the business of day, but in the quietness of the night. It is important to understand solitude is crucial if we want to go deeper with God. We should never be afraid to be alone with God. Jacob was in a crisis and he found himself encountering God when he was all alone. Friends, Moses was alone in the back of Mount Horeb where he encountered the burning bush. Jonah was alone in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. But it was in that, at that time where all around seems to be dark, all around seems to be so alone, but the fish was heading to the very direction that God has purposed for his life. So God is not absence or not doing anything, not, not doing anything when we find ourselves alone with Him. Jesus was alone in the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights. But this place of alone can be that place where our lives can be changed forever. Alone with God. In Genesis chapter 32, there are a few things that we can learn from Jacob's wrestling match. Number one, only God can touch hearts. We need to understand that. Jacob was seeking forgiveness from his brother Esau. That's the reason why he wanted to meet, or you know why this, this meeting with Esau was going to take place. But the thing is this, before we seek forgiveness from others, we must come to God and acknowledge that we need forgiveness. So Jacob knew that he could not even manipulate his way through anymore. He has to come to this place where he recognized his own wrongs. And just as for us, we must recognize our wrongs and our weaknesses for God to move on our behalf. Because God always weighs our hearts when it comes to the matter of forgiveness. It is not just merely a verbal sorry that is enough. You know, have you ever heard people who, who say this to you or, or you yourself have said this? Sorry if you have taken it personally or you have taken it wrongly. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean what I say. What I said to you. Sorry. That doesn't sound like an apology. That sounds more like you're justifying what you said. You get what I mean? So unless we come to that place that we recognize, we come to God first, that we recognize, man, I've done wrong. You know, to this person, God forgive me. And I need you, God, to, to, to help me to seek forgiveness from this person. And when you approach that person, it's totally different because your heart has already changed. 
So it's not just merely an external, I'm sorry. But it's really an internal change in us. Jacob knew that only God can change Esau's heart. Esau was coming with 400 men. God, Jacob knew only God could do it on his behalf. Jacob knew that his whole entire family was at stake. You know, when your brother comes to you, the brother whom you cheated is coming to you for 400 men, I don't think that is 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 a light matter. You understand what I'm saying? With 400 men, Jacob knew only God could soften Esau's heart. Friends, if you want to seek forgiveness from someone, go to God first. Because your heart needs to change before you approach that person. I pray that we will understand this, that even in, in that time, that wrestling, that's why the, the wrestling matches changes us. Don't end up just having verbal sorries, but doesn't have a life or a heart transforming repentance. You get what I mean? Only God can touch hearts. Why we wrestle with God? Because we know that only God can touch hearts. Why are we wrestling so much for the salvation of our families? We pray, we groan, we moan for their, for, for their, for their salvation. We pray. It's like a wrestling match. Because we know only God can touch their hearts. It's not going to be your way of manipulating truth the gospel that will change them. It's not the eloquence of men. Even Paul says, it's not the eloquence of men. But it's really by the power of the, of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that can transform lives. So when we wrestle with God, friends, I tell you what, it brings us to that re realization that only God can change hearts. If you, you know, have, have a, a situation or, or issues with people or, or you need to make right, come to God first. Amen? And the second thing is this, that perseverance moves God's heart. Joseph, Jacob was not a quitter. Most people will give up even before the wrestling starts. Jacob, he wrestled with, with this, you know, with, with, with God and, and he came to a place that he said this, that, you know, I will not let you go unless you bless me. It wasn't that God could not overpower Jacob. Do you think that God, you know, every time when we read this, it sounded funny, right? In a sense, it says that, you know, let me go. For the day breaks. People who read this would think that it's a vampire. You get what I mean? Something like, you know, came out of twilight or whatever. No. But what happened was that in, in this very case, in this very instant, God wanted Jacob to persevere. And God wants us to persevere because perseverance will, will lead us to maturity. Because God, just doesn't, God doesn't just want to change Jacob's situation. God wanted to change Jacob. 
God wanted to see how desperate He is. How desperate are we, friends? James chapter 1, verse 2, the verse 4 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So when we wrestle through, friends, I tell you what, that perseverance will lead us to a place of maturity. Will lead us to a place that we will lack nothing. All this while, Jacob had manipulated his way through. But now he knew that unless God blesses him, there is nothing he can do. That led him to that place. That perseverance led him to that place. Thank God, only you, with your blessings, that I will be able to prevail. Not by my scheming anymore, not by my own strength anymore, but only you and you alone. Amen? So when we are wrestling through maybe some situations that you are going through right now that you, know, you feel that you are wrestling, wrestling and wrestling, I tell you, persevere through. Because the day will come. Amen? When you shout out to God, God, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Amen? And the third thing about this wrestling match was this, is to discover our identity. The, 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 you know, God told Jacob that, he asked Jacob, what is your name? It wasn't that God didn't know Jacob's name. But God wanted Jacob to verbalize it. What's your name? Jacob said, you know, describe his name. Jacob. And the name is Deceiver. But then God says, you shall no longer be called a deceiver. You shall be called Israel, a prince of God. A new name is not merely a change of identification. It is a change of destiny. Remember this, it wasn't that God can't win over that wrestling match. God wanted Jacob to come to realization who he is in him right now at that very place. Friends, Jacob's name was changed to Israel from a deceiver to a prince of God. You know what? In Genesis chapter 25, verse 23, what God told Rebekah, says that two nations will be in your womb, but the older will serve the younger. I tell you what's the amazing thing about this. The older shall serve the younger. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. The old you will serve the new you. The old you will serve the new you. Your new identity is more powerful than your old self. So I don't be bound by your past. Sometimes when I hear people share testimony, 75% they are talking about their past. Only 25% or not even 25%, the other 15% is talking about their present. 
and only the last 10% they talk about how God has changed them. I tell you what, that should not be the way. Because the new you is more powerful than your old past. You are no longer bound by your past. That's why I always, you know, I, you know I, every time when I talk to people who always say that, you know, uh, how bad their past is, how bad their past is, I tell them, you know, your past is your past. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The now, the you now is more powerful than the old you. Friends, the old shall serve the younger. So Jacob, his name changed. And just as we have come to Christ, our whole identity changed. We are a new creation. Understand that. Know that in our lives. Don't be bound by your past. Because God has a great future for us. God has a great future, had a great future for Jacob. And then, then, God gave Jacob that same promise they had given to Abraham. And it was through Jacob that the 12 tribes of Israel came into existence in his life. It wasn't in Abraham's time, it wasn't in Isaac's time, but it was in Jacob's time. Amazing, right? And the fourth thing is this, wrestling with God because God wants us to know Him intimately. God wants us to experience Him in a life-changing encounter. Friends, we are not talking about external experiences. I'm not even talking about wow, worship. Wow, today is wow, filled with God's presence. is so, so amazing. It's not just the outward experiences that is important. But it's a life-transforming encounters with God. It's so easy to look at miracles. But God wants us to see beyond miracles. God wants us to look to Him and to look at Him. Friends, I pray that we would really truly understand this. I think this past one and a half years have taught us a lot. It's really not about the external things. It's not all about the excitement of activities. It's not all about, you know, just what we see with our eyes, the buildings, the likes, all these things are, are secondary. But the main thing, the primary thing in our lives that what keeps us standing and walking with God is our faith in Him. Amen? So I want to encourage us. It can be in the quietness of the night that God reveals Himself to us. Not in the, you know, fleshy likes or, 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 or you know, the, 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 the loudness of, of sounds or whatever, but in the stillness, the quietness of night. I don't know about you, but this past one and a half years have taught me a lot. And I personally have felt that I've grown a little bit deeper in my understanding of who God is in my life. Friends, it's so important that God wants us to know Him intimately. Yeah. So don't get caught up with, oh, you know, church, excitement of churches, of, of church. Because all these things can wane away. Don't get excited for the activities or, or you know, the, 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 the hype of, 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 of things that are happening because all these things can wane. 
But what stands is our encounter with God when we know Him intimately, to know Him for who He is in your life personally. Amen? And the last point I want to share with you is this. Wrestling with God teaches us that walking with God requires humility. You know, Jacob, after he wrestled with God, God touched the socket of his hip and it came out, it's disjointed and he walked with a limb. Friends, know this. Encounters with God doesn't make one high and mighty, but humble and dependent on God. Jacob walked with a limb from that day onwards. A limb is a reminder that we are dependent on Him. A man who has truly encountered God is a man who walks in humility, knowing that without Christ, he can do nothing. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. That dependence is going to be greater. It's not going to be, you know, because you have an encounter with God, it makes you high and mighty. That you walk, you know, with your, with, with, with your you know, nose pointed up. No. Remember what Jesus said, the greatest of all is a servant to all. Friends, I pray that we would really truly understand this. When we encounter God, the fruit of the encounter with God is really shown in our humility. Not walking with an air around us that, wow, you know, you know who we are? You know which church I come from? You know how anointed our worship team? No. We walk in humility. Even Paul himself, the Apostle Paul, he pleaded with God that, you know, to, to, to remove the, the thorns by his, by his side, his, his flesh. And God said, no. God told him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am made strong. You know, Paul, in his time, before he became Paul, he was this man called Saul. And he was a student of Gamaliel. And he was given authority to persecute the church. He was a man that's well learned in, in, in the ways of, of, of the, 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 you know, the, the ways of the Jews, the custom, the everything. He knew it so well. And the amazing thing was this. You see how God works is just amazing. If we were to look at Paul's background, we would have thought that Paul would be sent to the Jews because he knew them perfectly. But no. Paul was sent to the Gentiles. Whereas Peter, who was a fisherman, who was not educated, was sent to the Jews. You see how amazing God works in our lives? It's not how we're going to manipulate our way through. It is that realization that when we wrestle, when we have wrestled with Him, that we come to, to that place of knowing that God 
our lives are surrendered in your hands that no matter what it is, God, that we are fully dependent on you, that apart from you, we can do nothing. That even with all these difficulties that we, we go through right now, God, I consider it pure joy and I will boast of your goodness, I will boast of who you are in my life so that Christ's power may rest on me. That I know that when I'm weak, I'm made strong. That this that we go through in our lives are, you know, are to bring us to that place of, of that in, intimacy with Him. And that's what God desires at the end of the day. I, I don't think that God's you know, dream for our church is to make our church the biggest church in the world so that everybody would know that you know, we are the biggest church. No! I truly believe that God wants every one of us to know Him for who He is in your life. That deeper, that, that deeper encounter, that deeper experience, that depth in Him. Not just about, you know, all the external things and, 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 and you know, how, how many people will come back to church after this. I'm more concerned about your walk with God wherever that you are. Not so much so as like, you know, next week, you know, will we have a full house or, or you know, will all the tickets be taken? That is secondary, friends. That is not important. But where you are right now, at this juncture in your life, are you in a wrestling match? Are you gonna see yourself after this? That we're gonna walk with the limp? I don't know about you. If walking with that limp can see the reality of God in our lives, I would rather walk in that, with that limp. Because it's that place of humility and that place of dependence we can see God moving even greater in our lives remember all this happened in Jacob's life for a reason for a purpose we wrestle yes we will wrestle in our flesh we will wrestle in our spirit we will wrestle with difficulties with, with challenges with circumstances but there will also come a time where we wrestle with God but it's this wrestling with God that brings us to our to know Him personally, to know Him for who He is, for yourself. I don't think God, I don't think God wants you to have experience, your experience with Him based on what somebody tells you about Him. But God wants you to experience Him for who He is in your life the encounter. So friends, I want to encourage us. Don't, don't, don't give up. Don't feel discouraged when you're wrestling. I'm sure on that very night, there are a lot of things, there were a lot of things that are going through Jacob's mind. Probably the main thing was this, how would he face Esau? Will he still survive? Will his life be spared? But when he wrestled with God, all these things changed. Because the very next day, when he met Esau, just read about it. It was a good ending. Amen? It was a very good ending because only God could orchestrate that. Man could never manipulate true. Amen? So friends, let our dependence on God be greater. 
let us walk in greater humility in our lives. Don't walk around high and mighty. Yeah. Please don't ever do that because that is not what God has given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, this morning, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Amen. We are wrestling. Don't let go. Don't let go. Cry out to God, God, I will not let go unless you bless me. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's look to Jesus wherever you are. You're watching this in your living room. You're watching this in your bedroom or over, you know, while you're driving wherever you are. I just want you to set your heart right before God. Let that be a surrender, a total surrender. God, no matter what wrestling matches that we go through, Lord, we surrender it all to you, knowing that God, that you, Lord, that you and you alone means everything to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. No, friends, for those of you who are watching this online, if you are in, you know, some form of a wrestling match right now, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that whatever, you know, you are wrestling through right now will only lead you to that place of the encounter with God. Amen. So, you know, why not wherever you are, if you're going through something, you're wrestling through, just lift up your hands. I want to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that every wrestling match in our lives are roadmaps to your promise will lead us to you, O God. And Lord, we pray, O God, that no matter how much the struggle may be, Lord, we want to persevere through because the encounter with you, O God, is, means more than anything. Lord, that encounter with you, O God, will transform our lives, will change our lives forevermore, O God. And Lord, we pray, O God, that let us not, Lord, lose heart, let us not give up. Maybe we will persevere through. Lord, I want to pray for everyone whose hands are lifted up right now. Lord, I pray... Lord, for the encounter. Lord, that, that life-transforming encounter, O oh God, in their lives with you, O oh God. Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name, that your presence, Lord, will just fill every heart. Your, Lord, your, your very, Lord, uh, Lord, presence, O oh Father, will bring to reality, Lord, of all that you have promised upon their lives, O oh Father. So, Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name, Lord, be with every single person right now whose hands are lifted up. Lord, we thank you that whatever it is, Lord, if you will lead us, 
to that place of our destiny in you. So Lord, we thank you. Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We say that apart from you, we can do nothing. Only you can move on our behalf, O oh Father. So Lord, we thank you. We commit our lives before you. We commit all that we are surrendered unto you. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence here with us. Now may the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in all that we do in our going out and our coming in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, I just want to encourage you. Keep persevering through. No matter how difficult that wrestling match may be, it will be one after another. And even to the place where we wrestle with God, God is still revealing Himself to you and I. So I pray that we will really, you know, as, as we journey on, that we will know Him intimately and even in a greater depth. Amen. So God bless you. And we'll see you guys again. If those of you are coming back, you know, for physical service, you know, we're looking forward to see you. But those of you who still can't and you're watching this online, we'll see you again, all right, on, online next week. Amen. God bless. Take care, stay safe. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.